Sports Yak is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. Four, three, two, one. Cue music. Uh, yeah, Jim, it's me, Darnell, producer up in a booth. Uh, we are supposed to record, uh, some new production for, uh, uh, the, uh, thing down in South Bend, Indiana, them sports dudes, or the yak man, whatever it's called. I don't care who's waiting for what. I'm not doing anything until I finish eating my lunch. That's all I ask. Let me eat my lunch. And those two idiots in South Bend can just wait. In fact, they can wait for two years before I do anything with them. Uh, yeah, Jim, it's me, Darnell, producer of the booth. I know you're eating, but would you please just do it so that you and I could go home and just relax and not do stuff? Would you just do it? Sure, I don't care. Let me, I got a mouthful of sandwich right now. Here, yeah, buddy, I, Jim Shorts, and it's time for Sports Yak. Here, South Bend on the podcast. I can't even eat. So here's your host, Corey Mann, and the other guy, whatever his name is, on the sports podcast that no one's listening to. How is that done, though? That's not good. At least it's done now. Now, here's the Sports Yak dudes. And now begins episode 133 of the Sports Yak podcast. It's the Chris Bryant episode. <gasps> I like him. And the good news is, if he hits a home run in the next two days, episode 134 <laughs> could be the Chris Bryant episode, too. How about that? Where did he play college ball? I don't think he did. Really? Made the big leap? Well, no. He played college ball. Where did he play college ball? Uh, University of San Diego. He's a West Coast kid? Yeah. All right. Speaking so. of Cubs, we should probably just talk about last night's game. Drive to right. It's deep. McNeil back. It's gone. A two-run homer for Baez. Four to one. Welcome back, Javi. Man, has he been good tonight. Finally. Finally, they win. It's kind of funny that uh, a couple of months ago, uh, I could see you with like a U Darvish pitchfork, some sort of thing (laughs) lit on fire. He's turned it around. And yeah, hasn't like did I hear a stat last night? Since July first, he's like one of the best pitchers in the major leagues. He had one walk in the month of August. Wow, walked one batter in the month of August. He's throwing Corey. He's throwing about seven different pitches right now, and he's throwing them all for strikes. And he he's been terrific. Now he has still given up the most home runs of anybody in Major League Baseball. He's given up 31 home runs this year, and he gave up one last night to Peter Alonso. He's got company. Alonso's hit 42 of them this year for the Mets. Should win Rookie of the Year going away in the National League. Uh, but other than that, he worked his way out of a big-time jam in the second. Looks sharp the rest of the time. Cub bats finally got going. Javi Baez, who has been awful in the month of August. Awful! And I'll grant you, I I was one of those people, "Eh, maybe you should consider him for MVP in the first half of the season. No, he's not an MVP. 
He was batting 167 entering the the game last night in the month of August. And then two doubles and a home run, three RBI. Cubs beat the Mets 5-2. They're still three behind the Cardinals because Milwaukee is apparently putting up as much resistance as Gandhi this week up in Wisconsin. And uh, Cubs have a two-game lead on the Phillies for the last wild card spot. Speaking of Brewers, did I hear something about uh, the uh, the popular boy playing Roxanne as his walk-up so music? So Christian Yelich apparently, and and I don't get ESPN the magazine, and, and you could take that both ways. I don't get it, and I don't subscribe to it. But apparently they traditionally every year have an, an edition where athletes show off their bodies. Oh, the body issue. The body issue. Mm-hmm. And... In the body issue, they they pose nude. Um, I'm sure it's tastefully done, but they pose nude. And some Brewer fan had a problem with Christian Yelich doing this, and her name was Roxanne. <laughs> and I think she expressed this on the Twitter machine. Yeah. So Yelich trolls the troll by playing, by changing his walk-up song to Roxanne as he comes out for his at-bats last night in Milwaukee. <laughs> Back to the Cubs. Cubs franchise only. Who is the MVP as of right now in the franchise? Of the season? Yes. Ooh. If it's not Javi. Well, ha- no. Javi's probably the MVP of the season for the Cubs. I'm just saying he's not the MVP of the National League. Right. He hasn't played well enough to, to merit that. But as far as MVP of the Cubs... Yeah, he's probably the MVP. Who's number two? Who would be your number two? I would say I would say Bryant. Okay. I would say Bryant. Uh, none of the pitchers have been consistent enough to earn that honor. I like Hendricks at home, but he's on the road tonight, and he has not pitched well on the road this year. Darvish obviously has turned things around. Lester's like the box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Hamels, uh, yeah. And and God knows there's nobody in that bullpen that you'd give MVP to. No. So, Baez first, Bryant second. But, Corey, therein lies the problem. Because there is not one phase of this team that you can say has been consistent enough to carry them. And that's why they're in second place right now. You can't tell me the Cardinals have more talent than the Cubs. They don't. But they've played better, and that's why they're up by three. White Sox lose last night. Well, there's an offense that has really sputtered. Tim Anderson hit a home run last night in the fourth inning, uh, his 14th of the year. But that was all that the Sox could muster against Minnesota. And they waste a good pitching performance from Lucas Giolito and lose 3-1 at home. So they continue to flounder, but they're still far, far better than their central division rivals, the Detroit Tigers, who lose to Cleveland 10-1 last night. Boy, if you are a team in the pennant chase in the American League and you look at your schedule and you see the Tigers there, break out the sombreros, kids. It's fiesta time because you're just going to enjoy life, even though you're in Detroit. Mm Mm-hmm. What do I have here in your notes? Cubs are rained out of Bowling Green. A three-game set in Fort Wayne. Yeah, they so oh. they have to they get rained out last night in Bowling Green. They have to drive from Bowling Green to Fort Wayne. 
was listening to Darren complain on the WSBT uh, broadcast last night because apparently they don't, you know, and this shouldn't surprise anybody, minor league teams don't stay in the nicest hotels. Mm-hmm. And apparently the one that they stay in, which is the one that they always stay in in Bowling Green, yeah. Darren always gets sick in this hotel because there's so much mold in it. Oh. And so he's fighting his sinuses and everything. And then he's doing weekday sports beat yesterday and they bring out the tarp and he's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, soldier on, Mr. Pritchett. You're back in the Hoosier State now. Three with the tin caps in Fort Wayne. And then they come home for the last three of the season against the Bowling Green Hot Rods. I don't see them catching Bowling Green for the f- division title, but maybe they can hang on to the wild card and make the playoffs, and we'll see what happens then. All right. AP football poll for Indiana. Uh, Class 5A loaded with local teams. Now, Valparaiso, we told you about last week, and boy, did they do a dance on Penn last Friday. They're ranked number four in the AP poll with Michigan City number five. Michigan City gets an interesting challenge this week. Warsaw plays them. I I that's an odd little matchup, uh, but good for Bart Curtis from Warsaw and Phil Mason from Michigan City for scheduling this one. Why? Why? Well, Warsaw and Michigan City are like opposite sides of the state. I mean, that's, I don't know how long it takes to get from Warsaw to Michigan City, but it's got to be at least an hour and a half. Uh, so it it's not really two teams that you think of having anything in common. I mean, think about it, Corey. I, they're at the boundaries, at the opposite boundaries of our listening area. Well, Chittard and Northwood. Okay, and we'll talk about that one here in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just, it strikes me as an odd matchup, but I, it's a compelling one because I think it'll test both teams. So Michigan City is fifth. Mishawaka is seventh in 4A. Uh, Concord is ninth. They play Elkhart Memorial this weekend at Jake Field. And Elkhart Central is 10th. I would not expect the Blazers to have much problem at Goshen on Friday night. Then you get into 4A, Northwood. Okay, they're ranked number four. They're playing Bishop Chittard, who's ranked number one. Here's how that game came about, Corey. Fairfield had been on the schedule for Northwood for years in the number two slot. Well, Fairfield hasn't won a game in a couple of years, and they just said, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, Northwood is has been a ranked team for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. So they asked out of the contract. Well, Northwood looks around. There aren't a whole lot of teams with week two openings available. And it turned out that Bishop Chittard needed a game for week two as well. So that's how it worked out. Chittard is ranked number one in Class 3A. They play an interstate schedule. Last year they played Covington Catholic out of Kentucky. They, they'll play teams out of Ohio sometimes. Uh, this is one of those teams that you can really use as a measuring stick. And, and Nate Andrews, uh, he says, I'm not sure people up here, because all, all people up here remember about Chittard is, well, that's who Northwood beat to win their state title in 2005. And they beat them seven nothing. You have to understand what you're biting off here. This is a Chittard team with three All State players on its offense: a running back, a wide receiver, and a lineman. This is a huge challenge for Northwood, and uh, 
Nate Andrews admits, you know, I hope we haven't bitten off more than we can chew, but we'll find out. And hopefully it'll make us better for going into our conference season. I'll tell you, the expectations and the goals remain the same, and that's to improve every single day and uh, try to maximize our full potential. Um, we do, do a lot of things different that other programs don't do. We include our freshmen, our JV, and everything we do. We don't have separate locker rooms. We don't have separate um, meeting rooms like that. We keep them all um, within the varsity team, and so it's like one team, one family. For us, it's just reaching our full potential. Like last year, as a, we really came together as a brotherhood, and I feel like we were pretty close to reaching our full potential, and I feel like this year we're all bonding together like we were last year, and I think we can reach our full potential, and that's our big goal. Sports Yak! Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. But the second case side. That's one of our 46 games of the week this week. Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9. Uh, also in Class 4A, New Prairie is ranked 5th, coming off a big win over Laporte. And they should have no problem with Clay this week. And then in 3A, you've got Marion at number 6. And in 2A, LaVille moves up to number 10 after its win over Bremen to open the season. Can I rewind about Elkhart Central for a moment? Sure. Huge game last Friday. Lots of fan participation. Mm-hmm. Do you think that continues through the season as it winds down for them to play their last game? Sadly, no. No. I mean, traditionally, that's the game that people in Elkhart come out for, and then they seem to forget that there's a football season after that. I would love to see a large Blazer contingent over at Goshen on Friday night, and I, the weather's supposed to be ideal. I don't know why you wouldn't want to go see that team. It's a very entertaining team to watch. Uh, and the same is true with Elkhart Memorial. I, I would think Concord and Elkhart Memorial should be a nice draw, I, and the weather's great. I don't know what the excuse would be for people in Elkhart why they wouldn't go. Yes, I know it's a Labor Day weekend, and maybe you have to go put the boat away or or close up the lake cottage or something like that. But do that on Saturday. Friday night, go see a high school football game. Let's see two this week, starting Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night, we're going to be up at Leo Hoffman Field in Edwardsburg to see the defending state champion Eddies open up their season against Cass County rival Dwajak. Dwajak has a brand-new coach. It's last year's Edwardsburg's defensive coordinator, Randy Brooks. Oh, boy. And so... Let's see what kind of insight he can give the Chieftains on how to attack this Eddie offense. Corey, I was going through the stats for Edwardsburg. Let me let you in on a couple of things here. Okay. Edwardsburg last year in winning the state championship averaged over 50 points a game. Their basketball team only averaged 44 points a game. The football team averaged 50 points a game. And they ran for 5,200 yards for the season. They ran a 5K. They ran a gosh darn 5K for the season. Now, they lost quite a few seniors off that team that were talented players, but they got a lot of their linemen back, and those linemen are big and mean. Can you speak into where uh, some of those seniors went? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Caden Goggins, I want to say, went to... Adrian College, I think. Okay. Um, they didn't go they didn't go to big time places. Okay. Now Josh Preeb, 
their offensive and defensive lineman is going to Northwestern. He's going to graduate early and enroll in Northwestern in January. Uh, but you'll get a chance to see him tomorrow night. They've got an all-state lineman or an all-conference lineman in Ethan Griffin that lines up with them, an all-state linebacker in Dylan Hirsch, uh, another couple of defensive backs, Matt Gadeski and Bryce Blue, who I think are all-state candidates. They're, they've got talent. Uh, you don't have to hold a telethon for Edwardsburg. They'll be just fine. <laughs> and uh, Dwajak's got its hands full in this one, but they've got an experienced quarterback in Kalen Murphy and uh, some weapons around him. So it's the Chieftains are not bereft of talent. You know, we can talk about because we, we miss a day. Uh, Muffin McGraw found herself a new assistant coach. Yeah, Michaela Mabry is coming back to campus. She has had a lot of one-year stints at a lot of different places. But she's gained experience, and of course she knows the program here well. And Muffet reached out to her, and apparently Michaela cried when offered the job. But you can understand why, because uh, the place means a lot to her, the program means a lot to her, and it meant a lot for her to be offered a position where she can be one of the caretakers of, of trying to take care of this, what will be a very young Irish squad this year and they don't have a lot of numbers I mean they lost some people to transfers and lost a a ton to graduation in the draft so going to be a new look Irish team and we'll see how Muffet is able to mold this very young squad college football this weekend we've got Purdue on Pulse FM on Friday night we've got IU in the middle of the day on Saturday Uh, Notre Dame football you'll be doing pregame on TV on Monday night, yep. seven-ish? Seven mm-hmm. on WNDU. I'm allowed to say that on the podcast. And, um, yeah, so looking forward to a big weekend of football. Uh, that's what's nice about when I'm driving home from the high school game mm-hmm. on Friday night. That'll be right about the time that the Purdue game is on, so I can listen to that on Pulse FM, and Tim Newton will have the call. Purdue with, has officially named Xander Horvath from Marion as its starting running back, and very happy for him. Here's a kid who went there as a preferred walk-on because Purdue said, well, we think you are a running back. A lot of places wanted to move him to linebacker. If you've ever seen this kid, <laughs> it it's it's like looking at a bodybuilder. I yeah. mean, he's just he's ripped, but he has worked hard. Very bright young man, too. Uh, terrific student. And I'm I'm so happy for him that he is getting his chance in the Purdue backfield. So that's Friday night at 9.30. Then Indiana plays Ball State at noon, and Indiana has decided to go with Michael Penix, a quarterback. Uh, Tom Allen making that move. I, I saw one person describe it as, look, if you want to go 500, Peyton Ramsey's your guy because he's not gonna you're not gonna beat the teams that you shouldn't beat but you'll beat the teams you should he's kind of the steady even keel guy Michael Penix is high risk high reward so Michael Penix gives you the chance to maybe beat some teams that you wouldn't ordinarily beat but because he's high risk you might lose to some teams that you think you should beat because he'll sometimes make the mistake that leaves you scratching your head hmm if nothing else, it should make the Hoosiers an interesting watch and listen. Can I put you on the spot? Please do. I've got numbers one through five. One through five. 
in your opinion, college football's best top five quarterbacks Ooh. that did not move on to the NFL? Well, the, the kid at Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, I think is number one. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, the transfer from Alabama. Obviously, Nick Saban thinks Tua Tagovailoa is better than him because he kept him. So those are three right there to keep an eye on. Um, I'm not ready to put Ian Book in the top five. I, I don't know that I would necessarily put him up there. I'm trying, you know, there's a, there's a ton of other schools. And so I'm trying to, to bounce in my head, some other quarterbacks. Those would be my top three. And I, I can hear some of the maniacs saying, well, yeah, I could quarterback Clemson, you know, because you got so much talent. No, no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. No. Sorry, uncle Rico. You couldn't. (laughs) I gotta go to the whole state. I gotta go. Mm. Uh, who's who's QB for Michigan? Shea, Pat- Shea Patterson is not better than Ian Book. No, so you you can drop that thought. Um, anybody on the West Coast? The West Coast is. I'm trying to think who Oregon's quarterback is. They're pretty good. They are on Saturday night against Auburn. That that should be an interesting game. I believe it's played at Auburn, so Oregon goes across the country. Oregon's ranked number 11. Auburn, I want to say, is ranked number 16. How about LSU? They got anybody? No, that's a, that's been a problem down there is they can't develop quarterbacks. You know, they had the, the one guy, Russell, who played well against the Irish in the bowl game and parlayed that into being a number one pick by the Raiders, and he absolutely stunk up the joint. He was out of football in two years. No, they that's... That's been the thing. Well, there are some people that say Ed Orgeron holds back LSU as well, their head coach. But that's really been the thing that has held back LSU over the years is their lack of a quarterback. You know, that's the thing, Corey. You see a guy like Carson Wentz who goes to the Eagles from North Dakota State. Yes. uh, And you realize that that's part of that is because there's not a lot of great quarterback development at some of these schools. And quarterbacks just wind up getting distributed uh, like a commodity almost. Jaguars quarterback? Jaguars quarterback is now Nick Foles. He, he was with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. Who's a, Is there a Matt? Who am I thinking of? He, he made the news yesterday. He wants to buy all the angry Colts tickets. Oh no no! This is Matt Overton. He's a former lawn snapper for the Colts. But who's he? Oh okay. Who's he? For, who's he? Uh, does he play for the Jaguars now? I don't think so. Matt. Matt Overton. Overton. Yeah. Boy, am I way off? I I, I I don't know how you steered us into Jacksonville quarterbacks, but thank you. Uh, he's a Jaguars long snapper. Okay, he's okay. with the. Sorry. Okay. I, but he uh, he said, I'm dead serious on Twitter. He'll buy all of the angry Colts fans tickets, and he wants to give them to Riley's Children's Hospital because he loves him some Indianapolis. Well, God bless him for giving them to Riley Children's Hospital. And 
He's been in the NFL long enough. He's got a little money stashed away that he could afford to buy some Colts season tickets. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. And we talked about this a little bit on Monday's episode. But what what is your reaction to the reaction given to the Andrew Luck walk away and retirement? I think you hit it on the nose. I think uh, Indianapolis held back some information. I think, uh, you know, ticket sales is a big deal. And he, uh, Luck, is the star. And if he's not going to play, you're not going to have butts and seats. And so I don't like the... I don't like the fact that it looked like they were booing him. I think I think he's done. I mean, we have no idea what's happening between Sundays. We have no idea what's happening at night. We have no idea what's happening between he and his wife. I think I read an article about how one of those injuries actually came at a great time where he and his wife right. needed some work. And um, so I, I would say lay off him, but the organization, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Well, go, go ahead and air your grievance. And, and it is complicated because the Colts have been deceitful in terms of how they've dealt with the public. And that's sad, but that's that's the way it is. Now, Big I just sports. I don't I don't get the national media though. Even if you did want to boo Andrew Luck, and and granted, mental health is such a complicated issue these days. And, and fortunately, getting more attention because it does need more attention. But there are people who say, well, you, can't, you know, you don't know what he's going through, et cetera, et cetera. Here's what I know as a fan. Most of those fans showing up at the games, the money they plunk down for a ticket or a season ticket is a large investment in their life. You know, that it, those tickets are not cheap. Right. And so I've plunked down a large investment in hopes of seeing the stars play. Mm -hmm. And when I don't get to see the stars play, and we go through this in the NBA all the time. In the NBA, you know, let's say you're a Bulls fan, but the Lakers are coming to town, and you want to see LeBron play. And the Lakers say, ah, that's on a back-to-back. We're just going to sit LeBron that night. You've plunked out the money to go see the Bulls and the Lakers, and you don't get to see the stars of the NBA. I'd be ticked off. Yeah, and what what if that's your first game ever? Yes, and you've planned and you've planned and you've saved, and it ain't cheap parking at the United Center. No, nor it, is it cheap parking any major it, sport. It ain't cheap driving to Chicago anymore. I think our toll alone one way was thirty five dollars. Wow, you know, with our little iZoom, what you jig. But, uh, yeah, you know, you're a, you're a Colts fan. You plunk down your money for season tickets, then there's parking, then you're going to eat, then, uh, you know, depending how far your drive is, you might stay overnight. Hotels gouge the crap out of you, you know, which I that blows my mind here locally when that happens. Oh, yeah, for Notre Dame football weekend? It's $1,000, but you've got to commit to three nights. Yes. Why would I commit to three nights? Well, because you have to or you're not going to get the room. In Indiana. Oh, you have to, or you won't get the room. Which is why all of a sudden, all these little neighborhoods around campus—it seems like it's spreading further <laughs> yeah. and further. Yeah, young people buying up the house, flipping it, and turning it into a rent like a champion, or you know, Airbnb. All, I know, I know stuff. several families who rent their homes out Brilliant. on football weekends, Brilliant. and I, I completely understand it. Yeah, 
in two months you can make all of your mortgage for the year. <sighs> Unless they melt the side of your house with a grill, then you never do it again. Yeah, that'll happen. It did. Yeah, no, I know it does. I, I'm it not. Did to us. I didn't. I didn't say that sarcastically. I. I. That was weird. We we did it once. Rent like a champion, and my daughter and I drove past the house, and it was kind of late Friday night, and there had to be 13 people partying in our in our living room that we don't know. Yeah. And then the next day we go home, and the the siding has been melted on our house because they got the grill up too close. Now, what's your recourse on that? There's an insurance policy, and Rent Like a Champion covers it. Ultimately, the people who rented it pay. Well, I but it's hope. still, I gotta now find a matching thing for the side of the house right, and yeah. blah blah blah. You know, I I didn't love seeing that many people in my house that I don't know. It freaked me out. It wasn't worth the money. Yeah, no, understandable. So there's that. There's there's that. Pop culture. What do you got for me? I would highly suggest. Watching the family on Netflix. Remind me again, this is something to do with religion. Yes, it's a five-part series, a guy by the name of Don Coe, and uh, it goes actually back further than this guy, but it's has to do with the presidential prayer meeting. It has to do with religion in Washington, D.C. It has to do with almost this secret undercover group of people, highly religious people, that want to keep Jesus the center, but at the same time feel that he has placed people in points of authority and they need to be protected and they need to be guided and mentored. And they have a couple of instances, a few congressmen that lost their way and they kind of let that air out in the documentary on what this group behind the scenes did for those people. And so I'm on episode five, and the first two episodes, I was glued. Third one, I, I started kind of fizzing a little bit. I might have been tired, but it's a decent watch. Okay. And just the amount of influence this one particular guy has. Chuck, they constantly show photos of presidents and heads of state and people who are running another country, and there he is right there, almost like the Jerry Maguire in the side of the photo. Yeah. Always there, always whispering in the ear. It's a... Uh, it's something. It's on Netflix. It's called The Family. All right. There's my two cents. And there's your pop culture reference. Just a little niblet. Yeah. A little nibble. Uh, one year ago today, we found out that Garth Brooks was coming to Notre Dame. We all went. You and I. Yes. Melanie went. Thought it was a great show. Yeah. We haven't had another concert since. Not inside the stadium, no. No. I mean, there are... There have been other concerts. You had Pitbull and Snoop Dogg over at Four Four Winds Field, but you have not had anything else inside Notre Dame Stadium. But they always had promos running that this is what we're going to do now. Right. Now, they have had other events. They had the hockey game. They had the big soccer match. Yes. They've had some other events. I, I'm sure they're trying to build that. But therein lies the question, and maybe we open this up to the maniacs, send us a, a tweet or an email. Uh, who do you who? think will be the next musical act inside Notre Dame Stadium? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Taylor Swift. Really? Because she has she does a, have connections. a connection. Yeah. She used to have some real estate right there. And uh, she has a wide enough audience base. I don't want to say family friendly, but... The, 
There's a lot of people that are going to buy tickets to that one. And this record, this new record, has seemed to reignite some fans that kind of walked away from that last record. I will say this, and I heard this on another show yesterday, so I'll give proper credit. There's a lot of stuff on her new album that sounds like other stuff that's been out there in the last couple of years. Were you listening to Dan Patrick yesterday? Yeah. yeah. That Lord yes. song, and, and they're buddies. They're BFFs. If I heard that and I didn't know that in advance, woo-wee. Yeah. You know, we could do that right now. We could, we could, uh, hang on one second. Let me, uh. While he does that, let me remind you while you're emailing the Yak, this is your last chance to get an email to win tickets that we're giving away on Friday's show. If you want to go to the Brickyard 400 down in Indianapolis next weekend, now's the time to get that email in. Send it to the Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Put Brickyard in the subject line. If you want to go see Mark Martell perform up at Four Winds in New Buffalo, he's the guy that did all the voiceovers for Bohemian Rhapsody. Sounds just like Freddie Mercury. Put Queen in the subject line when you send to thesportjack at gmail.com. We'll do that drawing on Friday's episode. There's no limit to the amount of entries you can make, so if you've already entered, enter it again. So this is... You need to calm down right. from Taylor Swift. You are somebody that I don't know, but you're taking shots at me like it's Patron, and I'm just like, damn, it's 7 a.m. Press the pause button. Let's go back two and a half, three years. Yes. Lord. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. <laughs> oh, boy. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. I mean, it's the same song with different lyrics. It really is. And I'm not proud of my And, and I thought the guy that brought up on the Patrick show, in torn up when is Taylor Swift going to make a song no that is not about people throwing shade at her? But every song's like gold teeth, gray goose dripping in but to me, they sound exactly the same. I mean, I realize they're BFFs, but I'm sorry. That's plagiarism. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's rough around the edges right there. There you go, sports fans. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Like Chuck said, get your emails in before Friday. The Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Until next time. Ooga luga, Heine Manoush. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. <laughs>